What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. No opportunity wasted. I'm your host, Angelica Ross. And don't get it twisted, honey. This is not just a podcast. This is a movement focused on helping us all make the most out of life's opportunities and challenges right now. And so much has happened in just the past few days since we launched this podcast on Monday, that we decided to go ahead and just drop part two of my conversation with Don Richard this week. This would also give me a chance to go ahead and speak up on a few things that also happened just in the past 24 hours alone. But before we get started, today is Thursday, February 8th, and I want to read another quote from Buddhism Day by Day, Wisdom for Modern Life. Jose Toda often compared death to sleep. When we have been awake for a long time, we tire and go to sleep. And when we wake up after a sound sleep, our vitality is restored. After we have been alive for a long time, we grow weary and die. And then we set out on a new life with a fresh spirit. Death is a period of recharging for our next existence. And I'm really grateful uh, for those words. They're so very timely as I was flipping through that because I just found out some extremely sad news. We lost another one of our sisters and so many of us are grieving the loss of Cecilia Gentili. And those of you who are fans of Pose might have known her by another name, Miss Orlando, who pumped candy with that bad silicone. But to many of us, she is one of the fiercest warriors for social justice that we have ever seen. Cecilia gave her life to liberation, especially to decriminalizing sex work for trans people whose society seems hell-bent on making sure we can't even function in society. Utah just banned trans people from using public bathrooms. There's still bills trying to prevent us from accessing health care, whether you're a minor or an adult. So many facets of our society are saying the quiet part out loud and saying, we wish you didn't exist. We experience so much structural and physical violence that it is a wonder and a revolution that we even dare to have the courage to fight for our right to exist. I have always been of the mindset that all you have to do is stand. We aren't all built for the fight, but we can all find a way to be present. 
you know, standing sometimes saying that can be ableist. So what I mean is to be present and be counted in this moment, to not distract ourselves, but to bear witness to what the hell is going on. Our friends are dying. Cecilia, you will be so missed. I remember sitting on the couch with you in between takes of filming our scenes and you telling me all the stories of all the things that you survived. Your legacy, your legend will survive. It will go on and on in our hearts. You will be missed. Mother Latravius from the Brooklyn Ghost Project, you will be missed. Sasha Fierce Washington, you will be missed. We have lost so many of our mothers, the mothers of our community. You are Black history, and we will continue to speak your name. Your sisters will never forget you. We will honor your legendary lives, and we'll continue this fight for our freedom with your names etched in our hearts. Rest in power. It has been a long, long journey, this fight for liberation, and it is so far from over. Just this past weekend, outside the Human Rights Campaign Gala held in New York City, protesters gathered on the outside, including folks like my chosen family in the movement, India Moore and Sara Ramirez, who was also a guest on, this, on our podcast, and I'll be sharing that conversation next week. But they gave a powerful speech outside the HRC gala and points were made. Point one was that HRC, the human rights campaign, is one of many companies that prides themselves as the folks who are working to secure the human rights for queer and trans people. But that very community that they claim to be working for is calling their moral compass and integrity into question. Rightfully so. They are vocalizing how heartbreaking it is to find out that an organization that you think is in existence to fight for human rights is partially funded by a weapons manufacturer that is sending those weapons to Israel for the purpose of committing a genocide against the Palestinians. Sada emphatically spoke, asking, why is human rights even in your name, if you have ties to a company invested in ethnic cleansing. The entire speech struck a chord with me, especially when Sarah, Sarah said, basically, you either have a commitment to human rights without exception, which includes Palestinians, or those words, human rights, in your company name, are just empty words. Touche, Sada, touche. I also saw video of someone on the inside of the gala who also stood up and protested and spoke up. And there were people in the room booing and telling them to shut up. And all I could do was think of the black and white video of Sylvia Rivera telling the gays to quiet down as she's trying to be heard through a crowd of gays who only wanna focus on the party. I thought about Marsha P. Johnson, whose name is invoked so many times, but rarely do those same people who are invoking 
their names, rarely are they standing in solidarity with sex workers and those who are having trying to survive on the margins of our community. I was so embarrassed again, because again, before, back in 2000, and I think it was 16, I was at the White House, and when President Obama spoke, and Genesec Gutierrez interrupted him, calling for him to stop deporting um, folks out of the country. And the folks in the room were booing her. I couldn't tell what was happening at the time because I couldn't hear from the position I was in. I was in the room meeting President Bi uh, President Obama and then Vice President Biden at the time, being able to take my picture and you know talk and what have you right before those remarks. So when I got into the room, I was in a position when I where I couldn't hear what was being said, but those who could hear were booing. And here we are again, learning nothing. Still haven't learned how to stand in solidarity with those who truly know how to speak truth to power. Some of y'all are just playing activists on TV and for a check. Speak up. It ain't just about pretty gowns, awards, and galas. This is about our liberation and not just liberation for some of us, but for all of us, either you are about that life or you are not. Now, last thing before we dive back into part two of my conversation with Don Richard, I just wanted to tap, just tap for a second on the fact that lightning struck twice over at Club Shay Shay. Cat Williams' fraternal twin, Monique, came through and shook that damn table again. And boy, did she speak up and name names. Now, of course, a lot of us aren't new to the drama that involves Monique, Lee Daniels, Oprah, and Tyler Perry. But baby, sister came to the table and I think really sealed the deal for me and a lot of people who are going to end up watching this. I'm going to talk about this more in another episode because in true Shay Shay fashion, the guests interviewed themselves for about three hours. So I didn't have the time to get fully into the episode before taping this. But the cliff notes that I caught so far, baby, Miss Monique allegedly has Tyler Perry on tape admitting that he started a rumor about her that was untrue that cost her jobs, basically cost her her career. She also brought up Miss Oprah Winfrey and woof, all I can say, honey, right now, because I haven't fully processed it all, is that Monique is the definition of standing on business and I stand with Monique. I also stand with Jay-Z, who called out the Grammys this past weekend on their BS, and I know some people, mostly white people, felt like he was out of line. I personally thought Beyonce should have just stopped attending the Grammys altogether years ago, because I got tired of seeing her um, sit in front row while they play in her face when it came to the Album of the Year award. I think as a whole, black people, we are just done pretending that things aren't what they are, what we see. We don't need anyone else to affirm our collective experience but us. And I must say, I'm really loving this new era of people starting to speak up because silence is a source of power for the oppressor. What does Zora Neale uh, Hurston say? If you're silent about your pain, they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. So let's continue speaking up. Now, 
Let's get back to basking in the light of Don Richard. One thing I will say that labels don't do is they don't sit their artists down and say, now that you have this platform, here are some nonprofits you could look into to support. They don't educate you on, they don't care. I wish someone would have did that because I originally wanted to work with people who did natural, natural disasters and provide shelter because I didn't have that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then the Hip Hop Caucus came along and they were looking for an artist relations director. And I was in a point in my career where I could give back. I had made finally made money enough to where I was like, now, it's, now I don't want it to be about me anymore. How do I make change? And they were on the ground till the day, to the day of Katrina. They were one of the first organizations to actually do something while they were there, Reverend Year was from Lake Charles. Wow. So he was on the ground trying to figure out, they, they did a wetlands initiative. They were trying to help us. And I was like, okay, I did the backstory on this. I'd like to work with them. So I applied. That's really crazy, right? Because I'm a musician. I'm, why are you applying? No, because I want to genuinely do it. And what's the rules? Why can't an artist be all things? And so I went ahead and, and said, I'd be your artist relations director. I'm coming in from an artist angle, which I think is genius because now I can speak to artists authentically. Absolutely. I don't have to sell them anything. I just want to help them with their message. I want to build a bridge that no one gave to me. And listen, I have to be very, very thankful and grateful and just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank I you, love you, you for you, doing you. it. Thank you for building that bridge and inviting me to come perform Hell that Grammy yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was just such a, you know, for me, I, I told my agents and stuff like that, I, I, I speak on a lot of panels and a lot of conversations. And sometimes it's like a LGBTQ panel. But that's not what we was talking about at all. You know, at all. I mean? no. But what I'm saying is, is that I want to, I, I, I want to be involved in more situations where we can realize that folks like me are just a part of the fabric yeah. of our communities, and with the right support and encouragement. Listen, I'm thank you because I'm trying to tell you how like important it has been for me. I don't know how blessed I've been to be able to have this happen, but folks like you. NDRE, Kelly Rowland, you know, Another great just I love Brandy, like folks who, yeah. who I literally grew up watching and listening to and in different ways are encouraging and affirming me because I have to tell you, I was so timid and scared to sing and open up my, even though I have a such a strong voice, but it was because through transition, through this, through that, all the different things, it just, I was starting to lose my voice in the music. And luckily I started to find that I grew up in church. I grew up singing and mixing my harmonies with someone else's and like, you know, just being in that mm -hmm. space. And I, for so long felt almost like musically homeless. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. In a, in a, in a mm -hmm. sense where I had a song in my heart, but I just could not connect when no one was telling you that it was okay for you, to, like you couldn't find yourself. I could not. I you couldn't. couldn't. You just was like, oh, I'm an alto. I'm a tenor. This doesn't make. Meanwhile, everybody you named, altos and tenors. So I, 
Listen, once I and one of the, some of the best vocal. I mean, Brandy, oh. my God, Brandy is India, like my a God, good like smoky bourbon Kelly, drink. like sleeper Ke- sale right there. Because if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Because she's fantastic. No, fantastic. And so same Elto, same. I, you know, I've listened and I've studied you all, and I'm just so grateful to. I'm 40. I'm about to be 43. Looking like you're 10. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very Looking much. Looking 12. You know, Young I think it's the, um, you know, trans and black family Come on. together. Together makes it. Um, but part of me feels a sense of sometimes it's getting better these days. Sometimes I have these moments of, man, I wish I had known or been here sooner or, you know, gotten to this place sooner because what I'm enjoying now, I'm just enjoying it so it much in the development. it so sweet, babe. Like, it, it had to be like this. It had to be because you appreciate it at a level that you probably wouldn't have. I'm serious. Like, saying, like, it had to be now. Your time, it's timing. And who's to say you won't come on this bad boy differently and be even more informed and blossom earlier in your next life. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something pure about experiencing your time when it's meant for you. Mm-hmm. Those who don't, they miss it. They miss it. And you can tell when it doesn't have soul because they, they, they don't even know how to feel it. You're right. Yeah. This will, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you're right. Because I'll say this, when it came to me for acting and things like that, um, and just in case, this is going to be coming out in January, but I'm just saying this for the cameras and everything, because just in case we still on strike and I have to cut out talking about TV. But um, I don't think my performance would have been what it was with Candy mm. if I hadn't experienced Come on. my mom not valuing me mm. and being on the streets and having all that so that when... Them tears came, baby. It was real. I didn't have to reach too far for them. Come on. I I literally was sitting on top of my chest. Um, and especially mm. with all the things that were going on. And all I all I wanted to have happen is I want to continue the what I want to hopefully have happen with my life. I want to continue to bring bridge the gap between our communities. I I I the fact that there are so many kids. Like that was the thing that folks missed about like Paris is burning because, you know, mm, such um, a great, yeah. such a great documentary. Mm. And what folks don't see, like there was a little boy like on there talking like on the streets, mm-hmm. the little boys on the streets. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. There are little boys who are being either humiliated or kicked out of their homes or, you know, or trafficked or trafficked. And that is the thing, too, that we again, we're not, you know. Mm. Well, I talked to this woman on on our on the podcast. Her name is um, Taina Bian Anime, and she's a director of an organization that works with women who have been trafficked. And so, one thing that she told me, and I'm I'm going to take this to heart, uh, you know, because I've always been advocating for like decriminalizing sex work and things mm-hmm. like that, because you know, again, abolitionists, mm-hmm. all the things. But she was like. Yes, but also, like, don't push for the full decriminalization. And I was like, what do you mean? Because there's another side. Because there's another side. There's there's still criminal activity, children, women. It's heavy in our industry, too, babe. Is this thing on? Ooh. See, let me tell you something. I was going to see, listen, 
Cause that's that's where I want that's this to go the to. Thing, when we talk know? about the Me Too movement, I'm like, it ain't hit uh the music industry yet. Well, we don't have a let's talk about that for a second. And I've been i I've been talking about this for a minute. We don't have a union. Let's talk about that. So we don't even have, we couldn't have even done what was, was happening right. in the acting world because we don't even have anyone fighting for our health care. We don't have a union. We don't. We don't have a SAG after. We don't have that. You know what's so wild, though? It's crazy. It's, my, it's, it's actually my not that hard no. to actually even start a union. I've learned about some of these all things these in the past. All these people and like our musicians just, we you have? You put a group of, you, all you need is a certain amount of number together to start getting uh, the discounts on the healthcare plans and the additional things. So imagine how how segregated and siloed as a community we have to be that we don't, we have, like, we got big hitters in our musicians. And you mean to tell me none of them was sitting in a circle and was like, we got all this money. You know what? And I'm not even talking about race, right? Because it we, no across the board, across the board. Like Taylor and Beyonce alone, like the money they're making on their tour, that money alone could start <laughs> start, start, start us union. a little cucumber, yeah, little yeah, union, yeah. latest union. But but, but you know, I, just <laughs> I would love growing it. up in church, and for me, growing up in church, we would have these church plays. Music would be sickening, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the 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 theme would always be, you know, if you went secular. And if you went to the R&B music or you went to Hollywood or whatever, that's what comes along with the worldly mm -hmm. world. And that's what you get. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. And so when you had your folks that were video vixens mm -hmm. who dared to talk about like trying to be treated fairly in that space. Shame on them. Shame. Those Jezebels. <laughs> Listen. No support. No, and we, I think right now, finally, no we're, it's, it's because of patriarchy and its claim to women's bodies that we haven't gotten to the place of consent around. I could, I should be able to walk around downtown, mm. titties out. I mean, I do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, I I can't wait for the day. Oh, I don't even care. Tell me, baby, I'm going out titties out. That's like, thank you, Janelle Monae. Yes, girl, we love. <laughs> what a great pair of titties. Oh my. God. Thank you, Janelle. I want to take a picture thank of you. her titties and take it to the doctor. Like, thank you, Janelle, like, for your please. goodness and, and a face please. to match and a face to match. You doll and a, face, and a heart. pretty titty, beautiful person. Yeah. <laughs> My God, she's we, great. We love, we you, love you, Janelle. Yes, absolutely. We love you, girl. Okay, so as we wrap up this conversation, because this is, I could literally talk to you all day. This is like girlfriend talk. Yeah. The name of the podcast is No Opportunity Wasted. It's all about making the most out of life's opportunities and life's challenges and, 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 and showing up. Mm -hmm. What helps you to show up? What helps you, yeah, what helps you show up for your opportunities? Because, you know, again, people be like, oh, you're lucky. Oh, you got that thing. You got that booking. You did this. You did that. Oh, you're lucky. Oh, that was, yo, that's great. But it's like, it ain't so lucky mm -hmm. if the thing come up. And you're not ready. Mm. You don't know how to respond. Mm. You don't know how to show up on time or for any, mm. with the right energy. Mm. What helps you show up to each and every opportunity as yourself? It's a good question. I think for me, 
all I have is my word and myself. Like all I have is this. And I don't look at myself, like it's not the vessel, right? It's the spirit. Like you say, like all I have to represent myself is my light. It is so important to me to walk up in a space and not only have my light be at its best, but to transcend such an aura and such a presence that it also connects with someone else's life, no matter how dim it may be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So when you ask me what makes me show up for moments like this, for every dimness or darkness that ever happens, for some reason, if you show up authentically with your light, you are bound to find someone else with light. Mm-hmm. And that experience is so remarkable. It's worth it's worth showing up consistently because consistently, you never yeah. know when that connection happens and that is transcendent for your soul. I don't Do you have a spiritual practice? How yeah, you, you... so I grew up Catholic, which is funny, right? My parents Roman Catholic. I still this day ask them like who brought that to you? I just, <laughs> what sure, that, that's New Orleans. That's yeah. a big thing, right? And then as I got older, I, I I learned to love the parables of the Bible and respect the concepts of it. But I am a spiritual person. I practice yoga. I, I've read Buddhism. I've read Taoism, Hinduism. And what I've learned is that for me, they all are the same in the sense that there is one being, one thing, one whether it's yourself, the universe, Buddha, treat others as you would treat yourself. This, the, the self-love as well as the, the, the love of others is such a powerful thing for me. So I am spiritual. I take the practice in respect of all religions and I practice things that feel good to me, whether it be yoga, whether it be baptism, my brother's non-denominational. I believe in God. I believe in the universe. And I believe that there is this entity, this thing that is bigger than all of us. And she is beautiful. Mm -hmm. She is mighty. She is all things. Mm -hmm. Um, I make her to be a she, but she can be any, it could be they. But what I do know is something's pulling this light something's pulling this light. That's what I practice. I pray every day, but my prayer looks different every day, whether it be, like I said, a a kundalini, a breathing exercise, whether it's an actual prayer on my knees, whether I lay prostrate, the the ask is always the same. Um, But I do always believe, I believe I'm going somewhere after this. I believe in reincarnation. I do believe in that. Um, And so for for me, when I show up, I want to be my best spiritual self. Mm -hmm. I want to come into a space as light lit as possible. And what I found in this industry is the more light you have, the more uncomfortable it makes the dark. I was able to see a lot of people's true forms and it saved me. So what makes me want to show up in the now. Let me stop for a second. Because also the, 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 the place to slip up is when you are the type of person who has this light and it makes uh, people with darkness or whatever uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It's a moment where something can happen where not only is it making them uncomfortable, but in that moment, you if you're not careful, they'll take your light. You'll let that they're they're uncomfortable when it with us make you uncomfortable because all of a sudden you're feeling like wait why is this energy not gelling should I not no be this way am I supposed to should I ch- is it am I too doing too much Mm-mm. is this whatever 
The devil is alive, babe. To hold on to that light yeah. in the midst of darkness? No, to be able to see people's true form is, is beautiful because it shows you, okay, my light will be sucked there. My light will be drained there. Let me be careful. And here's the thing. In some instances, you can't leave that situation. So you have to be in that, sometimes even get drained, and then go back to your, your space and restore. So what? when you ask me what is the keeps me in the now to show up each time, I rather come consistently lit each time with the hope to connect with another lit being um, than come not at all and not experience what that will be if it when it does connect. Because I know the other side. To come dull, mm-hmm. to come not prepared, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you you miss it. That's what I was saying. Like you had to know it now. If it would have came early, your soul probably wouldn't have even realized how blessed this moment, how incredible this moment. You would have felt it a little bit, but not like you feel it oh, at this I feel age, such a deep at gratitude. this moment. Yeah. Your time, your light needed to be polished to get to this space to receive it. I believe the same here. If I continue to show up as my authentic light, when my time comes to meet the right people, it is unbelievably beautiful. And I want to make sure that when that moment, I'm there, baby, and present. Yeah. So I can feel it and acknowledge it and know it. Because if you're not prepared, you might miss your blessing. You might miss your friend. You might miss your circle. You might m- miss your transition. And that's so... First of all, I'm getting teary-eyed it's listening to what you're saying. Yes. It's the truth. And thank you, first of all, so much. What Dawn is saying here, too, is not just about being lit and being able to show up to that music yeah, opportunity no. or yeah. that job or whatever. It's actually being lit for life. Yeah, show up in your life. Show up for your, for your soul, for your... I treat my art. The person I love, my dog, they all get the same thing. Mm. And it's that's a practice, mm-hmm. just like your Buddhism is a practice. practice. Yes. I have to practice to, to get up daily and polish light because we're surrounded by darkness. And there's nothing wrong with having the, the juxtaposition. We have, no, because we all, it's we all need evil us. and that. We need, yes. we need yes. light and dark. We need that. But it is understanding the power of your light. Because you can get lost in that juxtaposition and believe, oh, I need to have. There is nothing wrong with showing up consistently lit, polished in your journey. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. You can have off days. You can be dimmer, right? But then that becomes the practice of how do I then get myself back to one? That's a daily I'm so listen. Daily practice. She don't even she she Daily don't even know practice. how much she's right now being like an advocate for Buddhism. But the thing I, is, I, I just read it. I, I read it, it, and Buddhism then I practice. Is common sense to a lot of it is very much common sense. Some Hinduism is as well. But when you say polish, we talk all the time about because we chant to this scroll and we see it as a mirror, and basically us chanting is polishing that mirror day and night so that we can see ourselves and our life circumstances clearly. Mm-hmm. That is, and it's the same thing when you're saying, like, talking about polishing your light. Some people don't even know and, like, really fully, truly know the light they have. Right. And that's because they're not practicing. And someone's always trying to dim their light, maybe, too. But that's okay. That's going to happen. But the practice is going. And that's when I do, I do wish and hope that people have something of substance to go to, whether it be spiritual, crystal, whatever it may be for you. That's how you polish it. 
right? Is that you, 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 you have, it's self-work, mm-hmm. self-work. It's hard. It's hard But just work, like yeah. you get up and go do your, keep your car clean, mm-hmm. just how you get up and <laughs> but get. But I believe this that's the same thing. is the reward. It's hard work. When I say this is the reward, I also mean this Come on is now. the reward. And what I mean by that is what it ain't, it's not really that much of like a rocket science thing. It's literally is that practice mm-hmm. over years. Man. And then you come into the space where more and more and more you become more of yourself. You know how to be more of yourself. You know how to actually use your light. Thank you so much for using your light and showing your light and sharing your light with me. I do not take that for granted at all. I value that so much. And I will continue to hold on to the sort of that energy anytime I need to sort of call on. And I, I constantly like look to you for strength, for artistry. Sometimes I listen to your music and there's like a worship element to there's it. Like definitely that. It fe- I can feel that. So yeah. just thank you for what you're putting down because I've been picking it up. Thank you for you. You you speak on like, I would not, I gra- I'm only gravitating to what you're giving me. I'm serious. I think you are a special person. And I am looking forward to watching your journey because your journey is inspiring. And that is a part of myself. Polish. You, I repeat that for you. You are a part of our self-polish. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. story is polishing us, right? And receive it because it's a beautiful thing to be. It's a lot of pressure sometimes, but just know that you are not in vain. What your work is not in vain. You are polishing. It's not just your own self-work. You are actually lighting others in the process. And that's all you could ever be put on this earth to do is lift, mm-hmm. lift each other. You're lifting us. So thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. We'll Y'all, Dawn Richard. We went ocean. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Listen, make sure uh, if you want to just continue the spiritual experience, listen, go get, go first of all, go listen to Pigments. Oh, yeah. Like top to bottom, it is Good. a beautiful spiritual experience, but so is, what is it, uh, uh, New Breed? New Breed is new- a, the second, New Breed is a more of a New Orleans experience. Second line is an electronic if you want to dance. And Pigments is a soundscape. You can choose your desire. I love, what has it been, seven now? Seven albums you Yeah, pre- seven. Still going. I got another, Spencer and I, we did a, you think Pigments is. Oh. We, we've been playing. I think it's the most honest I've ever written. I got it. I just recently, you're going, are you going back on tour? I'm going to London. Um, Pitchfork Festival asked me to do something in London. And Spencer and I are doing the London Music Jazz Festival. Um, So we're going to do an orchestra. Because I think I missed the last time that you, That's a special thing to see, he and I. We have some of the most incredible musicians that come with us. Um, And when I tell you, we, we bring pigments to life in a way that is... I really enjoy it. Pigments is something special to me. When I seen that video, I see just seen a video of you singing the the Yeah. The I had one. this like Lena Horn. Oh. I paid homage to Lena Horn and I had this headdress. Oh man, I felt like I was, I don't know, Glenda from like yeah. yeah, I just it was just I don't know. I pigments is different. Do you feel okay, and then I'm gonna let you go. We we we, we leaving, we leaving, we leaving, we leaving, we leaving. But like when I when I see you on stage. That's home. You, yeah, where do you, like, because I know, I, one thing I know and I appreciate, like, being on stage is with the lighting and everything, kind of you're able, the rest of the world's able to disappear a little bit. But I definitely see that, I see with you, it's not just a, dis, you're not only, I feel you're 
I feel you're both connected mm. with the space mm. and people. You're connected I to people, see but it feels like you're also connected mm. this way. It's praise and worship for me. I am. Um, I'm very. Believe it or not, super shy, super introverted. I don't come off that way. I'm very, I'm awkward with people. I will do my best and I play a really good game when I'm around people. But technically, the person that I am most connected to is the stage. Like, that's who I am when mm -hmm. I'm on stage. That mm -hmm. is the most mm -hmm. freeing. When I leave stage, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? It's kind of like, I don't know what to do then after that. But on stage, I feel the most honest with people. And that's where I converse. That is my conversation with people. That is my conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I feel truly happy because I get to do what I feel I was meant to do. Not just in the studio, but to be free to let it go. And I'm just so grateful yeah. that you found that because I can't tell you enough just how much I feel like we're losing yeah. great art because yeah. folks can't figure out how to. What am I being, t again, polished? But also, but yes, polish, but also just think about it's being sold to you that this is the way you got to go. And if you don't got this, you don't go this way, you're not going to make it. If you don't do this kind of pop, if you don't do it this mm -hmm. way. So folks like you that say, uh. Yeah, nah, I'm good on that. But I even feel like the people that's there, that's all purposeful too and intentional. That they're, they're planting those people there to make sure you understand that if they, they want to tell people not to polish themselves. The sell is anyone can do this. Anyone can. That's what because for them, you are product. They want you to be un, they The more unpolished your light is, the easier you are to manipulate. You are the darker you are, the more unsure you are, the easier easier you're able to, able to be manipulated, the better you are. They don't want someone who is polished in their light. They can't convince that person. Mm -hmm. But lo and, and behold, someone them, that is still trying to figure out their, their light is so impressionable. Mm -hmm. They're keeping them purposely unpolished because that is the sell so that they can, they can, they can funnel that. That is why we have so many artists who are at the pinnacle of their careers and don't even know how to have media training or don't know artist development or losing their voices on uh, because they have they don't know how to use the tool. It's not a negative thing. It's a truth. They're just going on tour, but they don't even know how to use their diaphragms. They don't know that when they leave stage and they've done 17 shows, you don't speak. Brandy would used to say she can't talk like when she get off stage, baby, Whitney Houston used to you would see him with scarves over there. There's a discipline. I didn't know how serious it was until I did Broadway. It's a discipline. I ate shows a week and what have you. And it was just like, it's been almost like when I did Pride this recently, it was hell for me actually because I was, I was booked to perform live, but also hosting hours on TV talking. It's discipline. It was so hard. Yes. You have to know that's a discipline at a level that's polish yeah you're polishing because you're choosing that's a choice to choose self over everyone else that's a very difficult thing to do right you want your fans you want to do all those things but the truth is you have to choose yourself so that you can show up correctly that is a practice that is then bleeds to you who you are as a that's a constant thing it's not just that's what i was talking about and they've been really good at teaching and facilitating these artists who are great but they don't know how to polish 
So they just out there living their best lives, but they're also then getting caught up because they get there and then lose millions or they get there and their team around them is horrible or they get there and they're not really fully aware of what it means to be in these spaces or they get there and they're depressed. Mm-hmm. They're at the pinnacle mm-hmm. of their careers mm-hmm. and they hate their lives. Yeah, because they're not pre- really truly. Well, their prepared. spirits are not fed. They're not. Yeah, they're not prepared for. They're moment. not prepared for that, and so they're in massive houses, depressed. It's truth. Well, listen, I like I, I ten times over. Um, I'm just really grateful because I think you and folks like you, and I know myself too. I own it, but when we do show up with our light in the way we do help light the way for others to see that they don't have to go these boxed pathways or you know these predetermined things that says this plus this equals that but like you can be sort of the captain of your own ship you can you know control your own career you inspire me I you will continue to inspire me whatever I can do to continually like be there and support and do all the things I cannot wait until because I'm actually my, that might be the thing. I was like, because I wanted, we got, when I, we had already finished doing our one project when we were doing the um, King Esther uh, yeah. for New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans, and you hit me up about that. But like, you, you've you done some acting, haven't you? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we, I, I was in this crazy movie with Jean-Claude Lemaire, but it's called Kinky, but it was like hilarious. But... <laughs> Stop. Yeah. But but I, I did some stuff with Insecure too with Issa Rae. That's but right. That's yeah, right. Yes, I've yeah. never seen your Insecure. Now that's fun. Yeah. But but I haven't even tapped in. I will. I do want to cross over. I think I, I've always wanted to. I can see that. But I didn't, again, have anyone cultivating, helping me facilitate it. So now I'm at a place where I can do it myself. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I do. Uh, but I also want to be purposeful and intentional where I want to go with it. But Absolutely. Yeah. From animation to... Um, dealing in independent film culture because I grew up loving film in a way that uh, most people wouldn't even know. It's a side hustle. Like I know film quite well. Um, Yeah. So I can see that for you, but we're artists. When you're an artist, stop trying to put us in a box. No, you won't. You can't. You can't put us in a box. Some of us are multi hyphenate. Yeah. And we just do a bunch of things and it's okay if you only do one. Yeah. Like be good at that. Just be good. Especially when you're dedicating yourself to the things. But when you're an artist, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just, you don't even know until you switch the medium, Mm -hmm. the media or whatever. You go to Photoshop, you go to this, you go to that, but like you can create a piece of art. So just go out there, create, don't let nobody tell you what you can. And they don't know what they're doing, baby. (laughs) They go that New Orleans. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me in the now. Thank you for what you're doing for the now. And I can't wait to see what you do in the future. I love you. Yes. We'll be right back, y'all. Thank you all so much for tuning into now. No opportunity wasted. We are just getting started with these conversations. Thank you so much to Don Richard for sharing your light with us, your wisdom, for reminding us to polish our light and to carry that light with us. Um, and before we go, I just want to drop another seed of Buddhism. With our Nietzsche and Buddhist practice, we focus on becoming happy. We believe that every person, regardless of identity, background, ability, lack thereof, whatever, that you can become happy. And we believe that based off of the concept of what it means to have absolute happiness absolute versus relative happiness. Relative happiness is based on the weather being nice. My girlfriend or my boyfriend making me happy. My job not being annoying. 
that's based off of circumstances. But those who are truly happy have a very deep happiness that is unshakable and unmoved. That even in the midst of suffering, one can still crack a smile, even if it's just in their eyes, to be the light in a very dark situation. We are in the midst of such chaos. Joy and happiness is not only a revolution, it is our birthright. I believe that joy can be something that we all can evoke and experience right now. No opportunity wasted. See you next week. Have an opportunity or a challenge? Need some guidance or advice? Well, tune in to now. No opportunity wasted with Angelica Ross.